Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we magnify you, we glorify you, and we love you for sending your son Jesus to save the world from their sins. We continue to lift up the listeners of this week's podcast, especially the new listeners. We continue to pray for peace on earth. We pray the blood of Jesus over ovarian cancer. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the child, Jesus Christ. Amen. My friends, the National Retail Federation expects Americans to spend around $950 billion on Christmas this year. That's a staggering sum of money spent in the few short weeks between the day after Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve. But the Savior, who we celebrate, was born under the most lowly conditions imaginable. The descendant of King David was born into poverty. The Creator of heaven and earth came into this world with nothing and would leave this world in his earthly vessel with the sins of the world, nail holes in his hands, and the remnants of a spear pierced in his side. What a deplorable way to treat the king of kings. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 proclaims, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. My friends, Christ left his glory in heaven to come to earth to save us. We start the lowly birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 1, verse 48, as Mary praised God for his actions. It says, For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, for behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. He found favor in the young maiden who was of low economic and social status and would elevate her to a place of blessing. The fact that both Joseph and Mary were descendants of King David shows that generational wealth can slip away at any time. Joseph was a descendant of David's son, Solomon. You find that in Matthew, first chapter, sixth verse. And Solomon was the richest man who ever lived, while Mary was the descendant of David's son, Nathan. And you find that in Luke chapter four, verse 31. The Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, declared that a census was to be taken for the purpose of taxation of the citizens of the Roman Empire. Each citizen was to travel to their family's ancestral home, which, in this case, was Bethlehem. This was a small village six miles south of Jerusalem. Joseph and Mary were living in Nazareth, about 90 miles from Bethlehem. But why Bethlehem and why now? when Mary was pregnant, about to deliver her baby. Well, seven centuries earlier, God had told the prophet Micah that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Micah 5th chapter verse 2 declares, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you were little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. My brothers and sisters, Bethlehem was so small, it was not listed in the cities of Judah's land inheritance in Joshua 15, verses 20 through 63. 
Since King David was born in Bethlehem, God used a pagan ruler, Caesar Augustus, to fulfill his prophecy of the birth of Jesus by mandating that David's descendants go to Bethlehem. Folks, a trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem would take four to five days. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5 says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. My friends, Jesus was born right on time. The Roman Empire had peace, and they built roads that are still used today, which made travel easier. This combination would make it easier to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. My friends, after traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph found themselves in a town filled to capacity and no reservations. Nothing at the Holiday Inn, Embassy Suites, or Motel 6. Imagine the stress of delivering your first child 90 miles from home with no accommodations. Please note that the next lowly part of the birth of Jesus, found in Luke chapter 2, verse 7, provides this description. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. My friends, Mary would have other children after Jesus was born, as Matthew chapter 13, verse 55, names four of the brothers. Mary wrapped baby Jesus in strips of cloth, a practice still used today, and shows that Jesus was properly cared for. Now the manger was a different story, as it was a bench in which the food for the horses was placed. Yes, Jesus' first crib was a dining table for animals. My Lord and Savior, the King of Kings, spent his first moments on earth in the lowliest of places. But this is how God used earth's lowest to bring salvation from heaven's highest. The swallowing cloths in the manger would act as a sign to the shepherds tending their flock at night. Which brings me to my next point about the lowly birth of Jesus. The angel announced the birth of Jesus to the lowest of the low on the social scale. Shepherds. The only class of people lower than shepherds at that time were slaves. Shepherds were despised because they used land that did not belong to them, and they were also accused of robbery. So why announce to shepherds? Because God wanted all to know that salvation was available to everyone, regardless of social class. Listen to the narrative between the angel and the shepherds in Luke Chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. It says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is called Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Folks, Jesus is announced as Savior for the purpose he was sent, and that was to save the world from their sins. The shepherds would hear the good news of the birth of Jesus, leave the sheep, and hurriedly go to see baby Jesus, and evangelize by taking the good news to all who were present. If the shepherds could evangelize, we should have no problem. The last lowly event of Jesus' birth was his circumcision. After eight days, 
Jesus was brought to Jerusalem, as was the law. The firstborn out of the womb belonged to God, and an offering was to be brought, a lamb, and if they were poor, a turtle dove, and if they were really, really poor, a portion of fine flour. Mary and Joseph brought two turtle doves as an offering which showed the state of their finances. But the story of the lowly birth of Jesus doesn't end there. In Matthew 2, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, then concluded their journey in Bethlehem. Verse 11 says, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Folks, frankincense was an expensive incense used in sacrificial offerings. Myrrh was used in perfuming ointments. These gifts, along with the gold, would elevate Jesus, Mary, and Joseph from the lowly state that they had endured. These gifts were given to royalty by affluent persons. My brothers and sisters, the same Jesus born over 2,000 years ago to save people from their sins is still available to forgive us of our sins. But he will not save those who do not want to be saved. I pray that you will want to be saved from your sins, and if you do, pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be the Savior. We put our trust in him as he is our Savior. I want to make him the head of my life so that he is my Savior. And I surrender my life to Jesus to make him my personal Savior. We pray these things in the name of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports and comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a Merry Christmas.